Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. You grew up in a Christian or religious family. None of that stuff matters. None of it matters. Because you're a Westerner, nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. My dad was a preacher, cool. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. It doesn't. The only way into the family of God is through Jesus Christ, period. That's it. That's it. But you're no longer a slave. You're a son. You're a child. And if you're a child, then that means you're part of the family and you're an heir. There are no shortcuts into the family of God. And in today's message, Pastor James will remind you that there's just one way, Jesus. Oftentimes, people can get the idea that they can enter into the family of God because of a family member's relationship with Jesus or because a family member worked in the church. This simply isn't true. There is nothing that can be done to be adopted by Jesus except for surrendering yourself to Him. And when you do, He promises to scoop you up and call you His own. Now here's Pastor James in the book of Galatians chapter 4 with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. think about him as an Abba, as a Papa, I think of somebody who's just, he's just there. He's like, look, come to me. Come to me. Let's hang out. Let's talk. And, and I don't want to be, you know, I, I'm not encouraging you to be, you know, irreverent towards him at all. You don't need to say, you know, it's not like you start your prayers off with like, hey, what's up, pops? You know, or anything like that. Um, but there, there's, there is a healthy reverence to God of like, Abba, Papa. Just a, a beautiful, simple, childlike relationship with God. Hey, God. Hey, Father. Hey, Papa. Hey, Abba. I'm here. And he's like, hey, let's hang out. Let's hang out. You, you can, I think you can envision what that, what that, what that looks like. Um, just, you know, you can imagine like the best case scenario of what that would be of just Maybe that father-like figure just embracing you, just embracing you, embracing you for who you are, for who you are. He knows all about you. He knows the mistakes. He knows all the stuff. There's, there's just, no, he's just, get in here. Let me embrace you. Let me love on you. Let me hug you. Let's talk. What do you, what do you got going on? As if he doesn't know, right? What, let's talk. Give me your stuff. Right, first Peter talked about that. Peter himself, as inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, cast all your cares on the God. Why? Because he cares about you. That's a Abba. That's a Papa. That's not some God who's distant, who's out of touch with humanity. No, that comes from an Abba and a Papa who is so in tune with your life. He's saying, listen, I know you're bur burdened with wearies. I know you got a lot of stress in your life. If you would, just come and hang out with me. Just give them to me. I'll take them from you. That's a beautiful papa. That's what that is. But that's who he is. That's who he is. We as believers ought to live our lives as, as children of God, understanding that that's exactly who he is. The other cool thing about a papa like this, when it's time to correct you, 
He's going to do it. Because a loving Abba, a loving Papa, knows how to dish out some discipline when we need it. And by the way, we need it. We all need it, right? We all need a heavenly spanking every so often, okay? Because we all kind of function under this mentality of like, well, I'm kind of like the, the captain of my own destiny, right? We've been taught that growing up. Like, no, you, you, you are in charge of your life. And it's like, no, that's kind of not, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, you could try to be as much as you want to be, but ultimately God has final say. And if you're his kid, you should have surrendered that notion a long time ago and said, all right, Lloyd, I'm yours. Well, we have this thing inside of us that likes to kind of take that control back. And every so often, God has to show up in our lives and say, hey, 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 um, that's not okay. And, you know, the good shepherd, you got one of those sheep that likes to wander off. Well, if he keeps wandering off, something has to happen to the sheep. And it's discipline, but it's out of love. And, and the, the beautiful picture there is it's almost like you got a sheep who's, who's danger, endangering their own lives constantly. Well, what do you do? You take that sheep and you break his leg. And you're like, that's horrible. Yeah, but the good shepherd knows how to do it in such a way where he mends it back. Here's the beautiful, here's the beautiful part of that. That wounded sheep that's going to learn its lesson to not wander off anymore, right? And not to get, because the wolves are out there and you keep getting, or you try to keep getting closer and closer to that line, you're going to fall off that cliff. So when you take that sheep, you break his leg, the good shepherd knows how to mend that wound, and then he takes that wounded, that disciplined sheep, and he puts them on his shoulders, and he carries them until he can carry his own weight, until he can walk again. So you, you need to understand that sometimes our loving heavenly papa needs to come alongside you and say, you know what? Snap. You're not listening. You, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. You need to come back and don't worry about it. I'll carry you. I'll carry you. It's an amazing concept, but this is who God is. This is who God is. And so praise God that he knows how to show up in our lives and he's willing to show up at the right time to inflict whatever discipline, not punishment. I'm not saying punishment. I'm using the term discipline so that we learn to trust him. The other aspect of this word Abba, and we'll move on from it, is this. It has the notion of trust. You're calling him Abba because that's who he is, but also because you trust him to take care of you. And any good Papa, any good Abba, any good Heavenly Father is going to take good care of his kids. There's no issues there. So Paul lays out this beautiful thing and just this tremendous reminder of like, this is who God is. This is the God who saved you. This is the God who was willing to send his only begotten son to die on the cross for your sins so that you could be part of his family and so that you could be an heir with Christ. Not on the same level as Christ. Don't, don't take that wrong. I think some of our friends in the name it, claim it kind of business have taken this way off and like, oh, I'm the same as God or I'm the same as Jesus. No, you're not. No, you're not. Never forget this. Jesus is the only begotten son of God. You are an adopted child, okay? Doesn't mean you're not valuable. You're tremendously valuable. He died for you. But you're not the same as Jesus. You're just not. 
None of us are, okay? So don't get that twisted, all right? Don't, don't mess that up. Um, but Paul, he goes on to say, verse 7, Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. All of this is through Christ. It's your faith in him, and it's because of the grace of God that you belong to the family of God. It's not by your doing. It's not because you're an American. It's not because, you know, you grew up in a Christian or religious family. None of that stuff matters. None of it matters. Because you're a Westerner, nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. My dad was a preacher. Cool. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. It doesn't. The only way into the family of God is through Jesus Christ, period. That's it. That's it. But you're no longer a slave. You're a son. You're a child. And if you're a child, then that means you're part of the family and you're an heir, meaning this. God has something in store for his children. What is that? I have no idea. I got no clue. But I do know this. Ephesians talks about this. You being a child of God, he has, been, he has made available to you um, all the riches in the heavenly places. What does that mean? It's almost like you go on a shopping spree with your dad, right? If you've had that experience, I don't know if that's, but I try to, you know, for our kids, especially, if, you know, when their birthdays come around, it's like, okay, we want to, I'll go out and buy them a birthday outfit, right? Um, I'll, I'll buy them like a birthday outfit. I'll buy them something that's, you know, something to where when they wake up, they have a brand new outfit on that day, right? Um, and uh, when it comes to my kids, I don't, have, I don't have unending amounts of funds, okay? I just don't, right? I don't, I, I'm working with a budget is what I'm doing. But when it comes to my kids, it's like, I don't care. I don't care. Why? Because they're my kids. Because I love them. And I'm going to clothe my kids in the coolest in whatever, as far as my impression goes, or my understanding goes, um, but spare no expense is my mentality when it comes to my kids, and especially on their birthday. Now, you need to understand, you serve a heavenly father, a papa, who has, you, you can't even calculate all that he has. And he says in Ephesians, where he says, um, I'm just going to read these verses to you. It says, in verse, starting in verse 3 of chapter 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly, heavenly places in Christ. Calculate that. You can't. So it's like God saying, all right, here's my debit card. Knock yourself out. Let's go on a shopping spree, right? Not for what you want, but for necess necessarily for what you want, but for what you need. He knows how to take care of his children, and he has unlimited resources, right? So you don't have to worry about that. He, he's a good shepherd. He's, he's going to take care of your needs. He's going to take care of everything that, you know, that's going on concerning your daily bread, your clothes. He, he's going to take care of you. No problem at all. But you're also an heir with him. With your uh, a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So I only say that. Well, I mean, it's, it's stated there within the verse, but I, I want to plant this seed within your hearts and your minds. Heaven is going to blow you away. New heaven, new earth. It's going to blow you away. What, what, is, it, what is it even going to look like? What's, it, what's, it, what's going to be up there? What's going to be on the new earth? We have small glimpses of all that stuff, but to be an heir, to be an heir, 
in a new heaven and a new earth, heaven's just going to blow you away. So whatever you're wrestling through, whatever you're walking through right now presently on this earth, it's going to be totally worth it when you get there. And, and you'll see some of this stuff unfold probably as you get there, right? I mean, as you walk into that, whatever that scene is going to be, um, you know, I, I don't know, a lot of our uh, in church history is always like to, you know, you got St. Peter, right? Which is, you're, you're all saints. If you're in Christ, you're a saint. But you got Peter and he's there, you know, with his checkboard or his checklist of who see who can actually get in and who can't. I, these are all just kind of uh, just weird, weird ideas and notions that we kind of come up with. But man, when you stand before the Lord, who knows, who knows what, what, all, what all treasures have been stored up in heaven that are just awaiting you. So I'm simply saying that to plant seeds of encouragement within your hearts and your minds today, because we live in a, weird, a really weird and strange world today where, man, we just, we don't know. I mean, we can't even shake anybody's hand right now because, because of this current environment. And, and this element of fear has just uh, this cloud of fear, I should say, this storm of fear has just settled over all of humanity. It's global. And even for Christians, it's easy to get discouraged. And I want to encourage you that these storms will pass, but there is something greater in store for you. So you hold on. You hold on. The problem with these guys in Galatia is they turn their back on the grace of God. Now, please note, you, we're not going to finish this chapter. That's just not going to happen. So you can rest easy because you're looking at it. You're looking at the clock as I am. and You're like, there's no way. And you're right. There is no way. Okay. So um, I'm smart enough to know that. And I think it's important that we press this issue even more. That you can take heart. You can even take courage. Even in the midst of craziness and madness within our world, because of what's to come, because of who holds the future, and that's Jesus. And in the connection, the, the very real and personal connection that you have with him who holds the future. I'm not saying that you live ignorantly in this world. It's like, hey, just, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. Give people hugs, give people handshakes. I'm not saying that at all because, well, number one, that wouldn't be respectful of anybody else because they may not want you to hug them, okay? So there's that. Um, but you don't have to live fearfully. You don't have to. You have this great Abba Father who is in heaven, who is very aware of what's going on on this planet right now, currently. And he knows, he knows his own. He knows his kids. And, he, and he's saying, listen, I got you. I got you. You don't have to be distracted. You don't have to be like these Galatians who got these other guys come in and they start communicating these other things and then their eyes are taken off of Jesus and their eyes are taken off of the grace of God and now they're trying to like perform for God. And it's absurd. It's absurd. My children don't have to, they don't have to like win my favor. My, my kids don't have to win my love. They don't have to. Um, there's nothing in our relationship that changes that. And you understand, especially as a parent, you understand that. Now, parental and, you know, um, children type relationships, 
man, I mean, we've all experienced just how, how they can change over time. And, uh, you know, and sometimes they're, they're good, healthy relationships, and then sometimes something happens and they're not good, healthy relationships. And, and listen, I haven't experienced what some of you guys have experienced with your own kids, okay? I, I, haven't, I haven't walked down those roads. Um, I have personally walked down some of those roads on my end of it as a child, okay? I do know what it feels like to have, um, you know, I have... I have two parents. My, my dad passed away in, in January. Um, I never re- got a chance to reconnect with him at all. My mom's still alive. I think she's sitting right there in a the car. Um, so I, I know what it's like to, as a child to, you know, to have a good relationship with a parent and to not have a good relationship with a parent. I understand those d- dynamics as a child. What I can say as a parent, as a parent, I've had somebody, somebody uh, actually had a student one time question me on this because I was he was having issues with his dad at one point in time, and, and I was talking to him about it, and I, was, I told him, I was like, yeah, with my kids, I'm like, listen, I love my kids. And my kids can be just a complete knucklehead and go off the deep end. My love for my kids is not, it's, it's, it's going to be there. I'm committed to loving my kids. Whether or not I agree with my kids, I will love my kids. Um, and he's like, no, you won't. And I said, well, why, why would you say that? He's like, well, because um, he's like, I think my dad would say the same thing. And right now I think my dad hates me. And he was going through a rebellious moment within his life and all this stuff. And, and, and I didn't know his dad at all, but I tried to keep, and I, I can't speak on behalf of his dad either, but I just let him know. I was like, look, um, you know, fam- there's no perfect family and families can go south real fast. And they do, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm trying to communicate to this child. I was like, listen, here's what you need to understand. I, I don't think that your dad doesn't love you. He just may not understand what's all going on within your life, and he may not agree with the choices that you're making right now. And it's okay because people who love each other can disagree with each other. I don't know about if you've recognized this within our nation, but we've lost that idea and we've lost that concept. If you don't agree with me, then that means that you hate me and you're my enemy. And it's like, well, no, that's not logical and that's not rational thinking, right? That's, 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 that's idiotic um, to use a, a good term. We, we've, we've thrown out logic and we've thrown out. There's a lot of people that I love tremendously that I don't agree with. But my relationship, my love for them doesn't change. It doesn't change on the basis of that. We love our kids regardless and here's, here's God who's like, all these people in this region of Galatia, they're turning their back on him. And Paul's letting them know. He's like, look, his love for you is perfect. His love for you is perfect. You can turn back to him. You can come back to him. It's you who walked away. It's you who turned your back on his grace. You can always come back to him because God will never turn his back on you. You, you believe the message we had. You believed it. And Paul, he tells him, and we'll, next week we'll go into it even further, but he communicates to him. He's, he's like, look, I preached the gospel to you. You guys gladly received this thing. And then these other guys come in with a false teaching and then you turn your back on God. Because why? Because you want to perform for him. And he's like, God doesn't need you to perform for him because his love for you is perfect. It's perfect. So what you need to know, what I need to know today is this. You don't need to perform for God. 
you don't have to perform for him. His love for you is perfect. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Now, are there things in your life that you should probably stop doing? Of course. Right? If you're being a knucklehead, well, then stop being a knucklehead, right? Like, if there's things you should surrender, then surrender those things. But I can tell you this, and I can speak with 100% confidence on this. God absolutely loves you. Absolutely, 100% loves you. And he's just waiting. He's waiting on, I believe, some of us, and on different days, probably all of us, with open arms saying, hey, just come back. Just come back. My door is always open. Just like a good heavenly Abba, a heavenly Papa would do. So that's what Paul is, is communicating to these guys. And, and really, man, that's, that, that would be my hope for all of us, all of us showing up today, is that you understand that if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you're part of the family. You're a child of God. And even beyond that, his Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, allowing you to cry out. And Paul would even go into it within, in Romans as well, but he allows you to cry, cry out this most intimate, this most beautiful phrase, Abba, Father, Papa, Papa. It's the simplest word for children to say. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you that, that allows you to make that call. And your Abba, when he hears that word, when he hears that, he hears, he hears you. Last little thing. My first trip to Israel, I was standing in, um, in a hotel in Jerusalem in the lobby area, and I'm watching this, this Jewish family. They were celebrating something. I don't know what it was, but it was amazing. So I'm sitting in the hotel lobby, first time in Israel, just completely blown away by everything. Sights, sounds, smells, tastes. I mean, all senses, you know, functioning on 100%, right? Overload, really. I'm watching this family interact, and I saw this little toddler and, uh, interact with his dad. And, it, and it, my, my ear caught it immediately. This kid cried out, Abba. And he cried out, Abba, and he came running to his dad, and his dad was right there and just scooped him up in his arms. And it was in, like in that moment, and that, that just forever burned inside my heart uh, and my brain as well, the most beautiful picture of God in us. I mean, I saw it in real time. This little, little toddler just cry out, Abba, and he came running full speed, and his dad just scooped him up in his arms. Maybe he'd even thrown him up in the air, just like a good dad would do, right? And it was like, man, that was burned into my brain and my heart, and God said, listen, that's me and that's you. That's me and you. And so for all of us out here today and all you guys watching online as well, you need to understand, if God is your heavenly father, that's you and that's him. You can cry out Abba to him, not just when you're in trouble, because that's how we always take this, right? It's like when we're in a bind, right? Of course, our kids are always going to call on us when they're in a bind. No, but it's that, it's that beautiful, sweet side of the relationship as well, when you're excited to see him. When you're excited to see him, you cry out Abba and you go running into his arms, and let him embrace you, let him throw you up into the air, let him do what, what good Abba Papas do, and they, they know how to love on their kids. They know how to love on their kids. That's where you belong, and that's who you are, and that's who God really is. That's who he really is. So let's embrace that, and let's let that drive how we live our lives. Hope to the hopeless, hopeless, red for the 
Thanks for joining us today on Bread for the Broken with Pastor James Grizzle. Pastor James has been teaching through the book of Galatians, a New Testament letter penned by the Apostle Paul. Its lessons on unity and holiness may have been written long ago, but these truths can still be applied in your life today. We pray that you've been encouraged by the messages you've heard on Bread for the Broken. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor James on this topic, you can visit our website today at breadforthebroken.com. Do you live in the Galveston area, and are you looking for a church home? We'd be honored to have you join us at Calvary Galveston this Sunday at 10 a.m. We're a laid-back church, and we encourage you to simply come as you are. You can get directions to our church and more information at breadforthebroken.com. If you're not able to come in person, that's okay. We're streaming our weekly services on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Galveston. Before our time with you is over for the day, we want to ask you a question. Would you partner with us here at Bread for the Broken? We'd be honored if you'd pray with us for everyone who's listening to this program, that God would open their hearts and minds to His truth. Would you also pray about partnering with us financially? All donations are appreciated, no matter the size. You can give securely online at breadforthebroken.com. Thanks for coming alongside us to share the gospel message. And thanks for listening today to Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of you, man, who I love, man, and give it.